Hello, hello! A warm welcome to Once More With Feelings. My name is Annika, I'm a certified feminine embodiment coach and so glad that you are tuning in today. In this podcast, we talk feeling all the feels and dig deep in what it means to feel fully alive and embodied. Grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, or if you are more like me, get your shoes on and ready for a walk, because here we go. Hello and welcome to this very first episode. I am so excited that you are listening and hope you enjoy this and the upcoming episodes. To be honest with you, making a decision on what I would talk about in this very first episode took a lot longer than I want to admit. I went back and forth on a few ideas, but in the end, I went with none of them because the answer actually came from reflecting on the multitude of feelings and sensations I was experiencing in starting the creative process for this podcast, which included everything from elation, excitement to self-doubt and anxiety. So today we are going to talk about the mess that our feelings are, how we have a tendency to run away from that mess, but also that to feel alive that mess needs to be there. Essentially we're talking about feeling all the feelings. Okay, so let me start by asking you a question. Have you ever experienced holding more than one emotion at the same time? Let me give you an example. So a few weeks ago, my mom visited me here in France for the very first time. I was quite excited about her visit, but also a little bit of anxious. Would she like it? What would she think? Would she think I made a mistake? All sorts of thoughts kept coming up. When she got here, though, I was just really happy to have her here and to show her where my new home is. At the same time, though, I was sad. I was sad because my dad, he would have absolutely loved it here. We'll never experience my new home. He'd never get a chance to go and ride his motorbike here. He'd never get the chance to fish at the local lake. And that made me sad. Even two years ago, I would have tried to pretend that I wasn't sad. I would have tried to suppress the feeling because I used to think that in order to enjoy my time with my mom, I could not feel sad 
at the same time. This time, though, with more experience, I invited the sadness in and let it bubble up whenever it came to the surface. Because I now know that trying to numb and avoid the sadness would have also meant numbing the part that was having fun, that was feeling pleasure from having my mom here. And so here we have an example of two quite contradictory feelings that could seem messy, but are actually an experience on a spectrum that our feelings are. And for me now, I actually want that mess because my lived experience is complex and contradictory. So my emotions should be the same. However, too often we believe or have been told that in order to be happy, to enjoy life, we need to stop feeling things like anger, sadness, fear, anxiety, jealousy. But I'm sorry to tell you that feeling happy is not that simple. And I totally get that just trying to hone into the good feelings sounds a lot easier and straightforward, but it's not going to work. I mean, I also totally get that feeling excited and joyful is a lot more fun than being sad or stuck in anxiety. And I am not saying here that you have to hang out in your sadness or your anxiety any longer than necessary. But what I am saying is that there is no way around the existence of those feelings. And whether or not you're going to be happy has nothing to do with the existence of so-called negative feelings. I think part of the problem is that we have come to believe that there are good feelings, feelings that we should have, and bad feelings that we shouldn't have. And by believing that, when we do experience the, these bad feelings, we often also feel a sense of shame for having them. Like there's something wrong with us for having these feelings. Not too long ago, I felt very bored in my life. But I also felt really bad for feeling so bored. And so I kept trying to avoid feeling bored because not only did it hurt, 
but I was also feeling bad for having them. And I think that's the case for many of us, that these unwanted feelings not only feel painful, but we also feel bad for having them. As a result, we then try to avoid those unwanted feelings even more. And most of us live like, like life like this. And we even avoid negative, unwanted feelings habitually. Like we don't even register that we are doing it. I certainly didn't when I was stuck in my boredom. And even now that I have developed skills to feel into all of the sensations and feelings that I am having, there are still feelings that I am avoiding that I don't really want to experience. And so I still have blind spots. I mean, to be clear here, there is nothing wrong with these bad feelings. They are as much part of our life as are the more desired feelings. And equally, there's nothing wrong necessarily with avoiding uncomfortable feelings. There are plenty of instances where avoidance is a safety strategy. Certain lived experiences will make it really hard to feel safe in our own bodies to allow the experience of unwanted emotions to be felt. So while the feelings that we don't want to experience still happens, they're not experienced. And we can spend a lot of our energy on avoiding them, which is what I was doing with my boredom. And this means that we don't have the energy available elsewhere. So with going back to the example with my mom, if I had spent a lot of energy on avoiding the sadness, I would not have had the same amount of energy to be present with her and show her around, go on all these outings that we did. It is also problematic to habitually avoid certain feelings because, as I said, they do not go away. They stay in the body and often is described as they're staying there as frozen tension, which sometimes can even turn into a physically experienced tension. So for me, when I was in my boredom phase, I also experienced severe tension headaches and neck and back problems because I was not allowing myself to feel certain things. And the boredom was part of what I was avoiding, but more so it was the experience of loss and grief for my dad's passing. And so what I would really like to invite you to consider and reflect on is that we should stop 
thinking about feelings as good or bad, as desirable or undesirable, and instead embrace the beautiful mess that our feelings can be. Or if messiness is not something that appeals to you, you can think of your feelings as more of a spectrum rather than a good or bad binary. I have also come to accept that we need the dark to know what the light feels like and that there is nothing to be shamed of when I feel anxious or angry. My invitation is for you to take this away with you to reflect and see how you feel, how you think about feelings. For me to accept that my anxiety and anger is nothing to be ashamed of took quite a long time and is still ongoing. It has been a real journey to go on and one that will probably continue for a very long time. Having spent so much time feeling bored and stuck, it felt so uncomfortable and overwhelming. Like there was even no way out. And so dipping my toes into feeling those negative sensations that I had been avoiding was really hard. But after a fairly long time, I now know that these more unwanted sensations don't stay as overwhelming. That allowing ourselves to feel into them takes a lot of the fear and the shame away. But learning to feel everything, learning to feel the mess, takes time. And it is a skill that I have been practicing and that still requires quite a lot of refinement. It is like learning an instrument or when you try to build a muscle, it needs practice and attention. But the more we practice to experience all the emotions, the easier it will get, I promise you that. And even more so, the easier it will also get to experience the more pleasurable side of the spectrum. And the more my skill of feeling and embodying what is happening in my body grows, the more in awe I actually get by the sheer amount of sensations, feelings, textures and emotions that we can hold at the same time. Things I never used to be aware of because I was so focused on trying not to feel certain things. And so these days, I really want that mess. And I marvel at how contradictory some of these feelings and sensations actually are. And I am happy that I am developing the skill to feel all of it. So, 
you're probably wondering then how did you do that? How do you develop that skill? How do you feel the full mess, the whole spectrum? And the answer is pretty simple. It is literally a practice. A practice of feeling and embodying what is happening as you go through life. It is about tuning into what is going on in your body. And the absolute best thing about it, everyone can do it. Everyone can develop that skill to feel and experience life fully. Because you have all the ingredients. You've got a body and your unique, beautiful self. But practice is key. And if you are really curious how to start practicing, sign up to my newsletter. There is a pre-recorded guided embodiment practice there for you to dip your toes into. And if you stay with the newsletter, you will receive a new guided embodiment practice every month so you can hone that skill. Because I don't know about you, but I want to experience life at its fullest with all these complexities. And that means feeling the mess that is going on inside of me and allowing it the space it needs so I can tap into all of it, be alive and present. And that's what I want for you too. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you have a moment, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review or a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. It can help people discover this podcast and would mean a lot to me. If you want to experience embodiment as a practice yourself, you can always sign up to my bi-weekly newsletter. Not only do you get a monthly guided embodiment practice, but also personal notes on what an embodied life looks like. The link is in the description. And all that's left to say is, again, thank you for listening. Until next time.